Hello and welcome to another edition of the Owls 24-7 podcast with your host Shane Marinelli and as always Kevin Fielder. Uh, Kevin, uh, we just was taught, spoke the other day. We had the podcast with kind of the breaking news of the American Conference. That's still been going on. Hopefully that's formally announced. Uh, we could probably hear it tomorrow or Friday, you know, for fans that kind of wonder how some of this works. It's just procedural stuff at this point. I think uh, we saw a tweet today that's like these formal applications and invitations. You know, everything's basically done behind the scenes. And then FAU sends like a a letterhead saying, (laughs) "Oh, yeah, it's it is it is from from uh, from what we saw out of Texas and Oklahoma's, and then the teams that joined the Big Twelve. It is literally like two sentences where they basically say, "Hey, we'd like to join your conference." Yeah, that's it. So. I'm guessing, like they said, uh, this it was accepted by the conference, and now it has to be passed back to FAU and the schools. Or I'm assuming, you know, Dr. Kelly and the board of trustees has to officially sign off on it. But yeah, I think that, it's also. Going... I think it's also the ACC board of directors have to officially approve them, but they're going to. I mean, everything at this point is just simple, like behind the scenes, like just having to get these things done, kind of thing. Yeah, and, and there's still lots to talk about. I know, you know, the rumors with um, Southern Miss and Marshall going, uh, probably going to the Sun Belt, leaving Conference USA uh, as pretty much a, it, it's it's like the Titanic at this point, where the back half is straight up in the air. <laughs> yeah, that like there's like four teams left. There's like four teams left, and one of them is FIU. Yeah. So <laughs> we could talk about all of that, the TV money, how it might be dispersed, and what it might be. We can do a full another episode on that, but we're not really here to talk about that right now. Um, we are here to talk about FAU's monster road game. Huge. Emphasize huge road game um, against Charlotte Thursday night, 7.30, um, this game is big for so many reasons. Charlotte is already two and zero in the conference. They're four and two right now. FEU is actually moved to like five and a half, six point favorites on most books. Uh, the money, you know, I, I think FEU opened at like two or three, and it quickly moved FAU. I think uh, the one uh, odd shark I think has it as them. They opened up at five and a half. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I saw it on like someone tweeted out like the biggest movers this week. And, you know, sometimes when you open, especially in, let's be real in G5 college football, uh, Vegas doesn't even have a good grip on like when they open it and then the people kind of adjust it more than, you know, let's say, uh, you know, an, an Alabama or Georgia game. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that moved, uh, this game is such a big game because, you know, if ever you want to stay in these, they have to win this game. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they have to, there's, there's no if, ands or buts about it. If you want to be a competitor in the Eastern division this year, you got to win this game. Got yeah, it. If, I if mean, you, if you lose outside of some crazy stuff, I mean, if you lose, you have to run the table and you need some other things to fall your way. But if you lose this game, you're just playing for like a nice record and you know, uh, uh, some random bowl trip, the uh, Gasparilla bowl or some, some you know what right? though i i did see if i would take the gasparilla bowl but yeah that's us playing ruckers in the gas like which oh. that would that would be excellent so 
it, it's a huge game also because FAU needs to simply show they can play on the road. Yeah. Yeah. FAU, uh, FAU is the better team in this game. Okay. They're five and a half point favorites on the road for a reason, despite Charlotte, uh, you know, getting off to a great start. Will Healy's a great coach. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about Chris Reynolds or quarterback a little bit more. You know, they, they've beaten a lot of bad teams. They did beat Duke at the beginning of the year, but if you watch that game, they probably shouldn't have won, but Hey, you know what? They beat an ACC opponent at home. Great for their program. Uh, uh, calling Duke an ACC opponent seems a little yeah, but unfair to the rest what? of the ACC. But <laughs> FAU still rocks beating one in 10 Minnesota in 2007. <laughs> so not wrong. You, you you make a great point there. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, they got that. You know, the last time we saw the field, they beat uh, FIU in kind of a shootout game, right? Uh, a game where they were outgained by F FIU. Uh, I have it right here. They gave up over s- almost 600 yards of offense to FIU. Now, we know FIU can actually sling the football a little bit, uh, but, you know, in that game, Chris, Chris Reynolds was really efficient, 21 of 27, only 203 yards, but he had four TDs and no touchdowns. You know, they were able to run the ball pretty good on FIU, but yeah, I mean, FIU had almost 600 yards. Charlotte didn't even have 400 yards of offense. Now, granted, there's a pick six. So that Those things always kind of skew the yardage. Yeah, and, and you know, doing the, the Shula Bowl pod with, you know, David and Eric, you know, that, you know, they felt like that's one of those things where, you know, obviously FIU left points on the board, right? So Charlotte kind of had to battle it out to beat FIU. Uh, they won a back and forth game at Middle Tennessee. Uh, they lost to Georgia State. This is a team that FAU is better than. Okay. They actually beat Georgia State. They lost to Illinois. No, they lost to Georgia State on the road. Oh, right, 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 yep. right. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. And they, and they hung around with Illinois, but who hasn't hung around with Illinois? Okay. Chris Reynolds, their quarterback, is very good. He's yeah. Very, I mean, yeah. He's, he's, he's having a career year right now. I know, I mean, you know, FAU is, he, he's short. He's listed at 5'11. Uh, but we know what that means. <laughs> it's like a bumble profile. Uh, it's it's he's probably five nine, but the kid's just a baller. He just makes plays. Right now, he's he has fifteen touchdown passes, three interceptions, uh, and he's added another three rushing, and you know two hundred yards on the ground. So you know we saw last year. He's just a guy who kind of he's a gamer. He's just a winner. That's what he does. It, you know, he's, he's really fun to watch. He's annoying. We saw him last year. They were pretty much a, a, a Romaine Mungin tackle away on Vic Tucker from losing that game at home last year. But, um, you know, so, so containing him and, you know, like Coach Taggart said on the press conference, you know, they like to do a lot of RPOs and they, they do a lot of kind of trail um, routes with the receivers and they do a lot of window dressing and kind of crazy stuff to, Oh, so much window dressing. Yeah. They, they scheme guys open. That's what they do. And Chris Reynolds finds them. You know, he's been in college um, you know, for a super long time. And yeah, I mean, FAU's defense is going to have its hands full. Uh, yeah. And, you know, to go along with uh, Chris Reynolds, they have three really good wide receivers. I mean, two of them are like two of the better wide receivers in the conference. 
in uh in Dubose and uh in Tot and Tucker. Then you have Elijah Spencer, who's been solid this season. They have three guys who can, you know, who are trustworthy football players, who are guys that you can kind of count on at certain points. So, uh, you know, it, it's one of those games where, you know, when we talk about a game like this, so much of it's going to come down to how the secondary for FAU can play. And, you know, uh, you know, how good can Zion be? How good can can uh, Deshaun Moss be? How good can the safeties be? Because those guys, those are going to be the guys who win you this football game. I mean, yeah. For those that don't know, Victor Tucker is a Miami Carroll City native. Um, and he's been one of the best receivers in Conference USA. Uh, yeah, I mean, their top three receivers are averaging, all of them averaging uh, about 14 yards reception, with DeBose averaging 16 yards reception. So, you know, they could definitely hit it. FAU's shown that, they, you know, there's been times where they've had trouble covering. Um yep this season you know they kind of play some risky man coverage uh you know what one thing with the defense and we'll just focus on them before we get to the offense is i think fau has one sack on the road this year you know we, we we've talked about fau's kind of home and away differences i mean they've not been able to pressure the quarterback now granted again the road games have not played into those favor right so you're at florida where you're down and you know, let's be real. You're not going to come out and get four sacks that game. Then you play a triple option team where, okay, sacking the quarterback's nearly impossible. And then UAB where, you know, you get down in the game and UAB went into full protection mode with their quarterback and was not going to let him throw it around and was not going to let our defenders pin their ears back. So, you know, Charlotte's a team that kind of depends on throwing the football and it's a chance to see what we have almost um, in the pass rush. Uh, you know, so it'll be really, it'll be really interesting, you know, to kind of get, I, I guess, a more typical opponent. Yeah. I think, I think it's like that you can, I, I think it's going to be a team that you can create some pressure on. And, you know, the, I think it'd be more concerning if after this game, you can't create pressure against them. Uh, you know, they've, they've had some struggles protecting the quarterback, uh, here I have the PFF stats uh, for pressures. Uh, you, know, you, you know, Jackson Hughes is their, their top pressure guy with 14 pressures. He's not going to start at left tackle, but you know there there have been some some struggles at you know in terms of protecting the quarterback. So just hopefully this time around you can get some kind of decent pressures. And you know I don't even think you need high sack numbers. I don't think you need uh, you know to get like four or five six snaps and or sacks. And, you know, if you don't get those um, kind of sack numbers, it's not a good game. You just need to get pressure on the quarterback. You know, you need to stop leaving your, your, your say your secondary out to dry at points, because that has been the problem at times is, you know, the secondary can be really good, but they have to try and protect for, you know, six seconds, you know, and they have to try and leave guys covered for six seconds. That's tough for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, this week it, it's a little bigger picture for the second half of the season. Um, I, I think, it, and I kind of pointed out with my snap chart, if it, you know, if our 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 very valuable VIP members to Alice two four seven kind of read, and we, you've seen some of the you know, the deeper stats on the season, that Akias Leroy has played about sixty less snaps than Antarius Moultrie. And not that Moultrie has played poorly this season. I just, I think he's not the player that Keyes Leroy is. And yet, you know, Tiger talked about him getting in more football shape and learning defense. His defense more complicated. But 
Leroy has twice as many tackles this season. It's it, it, it's starting to get to the point where I don't want to see a 50-50 split anymore. Yeah, like you Especially almost with, just want to see a situation where Leroy's playing like 85-90% of the snaps. Yeah, I, I was even gonna say 70. Him and Bryce should be out there at least at least two-thirds of the time. I get it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but the, the, it's just getting to that point where it's like, it's obviously who's better. I mean, he less snaps. He's around the ball more. He's starting to look more comfortable. Now you've had a, a full bye week, right. To really get your teeth in there. You're, you're, and you also, again, you got to factor that you played two type of option teams the first couple of weeks. So they couldn't even really practice a lot of their base defense. So now they've had, you know, uh, FIU UAB in a bye week to kind of just really sink their teeth and, you know, just getting used to playing, you know, their traditional defense, you know, it's, it's kind of time to, I, I, I want to see Louis Roy with a lot more snaps. Someone else we really need to see more snaps from is Amon Ross. Absolutely. I pointed, out, I pointed out his snaps have gone from 60, over 60 snaps, led the team in snaps per game in 2020 to under just a hair under 20 snaps a game this year. I understand that he is kind of a tweener guy and sometimes, you know, when I mean tweener, he's a little too, he's not as big to be a linebacker. He's not a true kind of cover corner. He doesn't really, you know, can't play safety. I mean, it's like, he could, he could, but it could, but you have two good safeties. You already have two good. Yes. Like, yeah. You're not going to take Jordan Helm or uh, TJ young for him. Carl Smith is a really good nickel corner and I'm on Ross is not going to cover kind of your typical nickel receiver. You know, that's something Carell's excelled at and Carell's even been really good in blitzing and doing stuff as well. So it's, it's kind of hard to find him a spot, but dude, he makes too many plays. He's a guy who's like yeah, always he, around the he's ball. He's a playmaker. Like you know, find a way to get him on the field, on, on the field. Our and inside you know, linebackers, the, you know, especially Moultre and Eddie Williams love those guys. You know, Eddie Williams is always around the ball. He's a good football player they're kind of undersized as well. I like man, put Ross out there, right? Like he's just the guy. Yeah, just put him in there and see, get, get his hands on an interception blitz. Just do things. That's what he does. He's just a, he's just a baller. You know, and, he, just, he makes things happen. And it's like oh, 20 snaps a game that, that has to change. Yeah. And I understand that. And, you know, Shane, you and I were talking about this off, uh, you know, uh, off the record, you know, not recording, but, you know, yeah, you know, maybe he's not a good line, a middle linebacker because he's never really played that position. There's a lot to learn in terms of communication, uh, you know, when, when you're a middle, middle linebacker, but you've got to at least see what you've got out of him. He should not be getting 20 snaps a game. He's too good. He's too good to be left off the field. I mean, find a way to get him on the field and, you know, see if you can find a role for him where he's making big time plays for you, 40 snaps a game. You know, if he gets 40 snaps a game, I think you have a much better defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, especially against a guy like Chris Reynolds, that's going to be running around looking and you, you just want, you know, you're not going to stop Charlotte's offense all night. So Chris Reynolds can be coaxed into mistakes. It happens. And you want someone out there like Amon Ross who can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think the magic number for the defense is anything under kind of 24 points in the game. Uh, it, you know, it'd be really good. Yeah, that's what you're kind of looking for. Chris Reynolds is going to get his, right? Like they're yeah, going to make plays. They're going to get points. Yeah. You know, they're, so, they're going to score some, like that's inevitable. Which kind of leads us to the other side of the ball. And, you know, the, the FAU offense that at times looks like a Ferrari 
and at time and, and like it will swing to looking like a, a car that can't even get started that's like underwater and it's just barreling off the street and you know we've talked about the uab game in Nazem where you come out the first two plays right turn it and over twice i mean turn it over twice. disaster and then you go three straight drives right down the field where you're just moving it on them and on that third one you throw a pick six and it just kind of the wheels unraveled again yeah, I the mean, protection has not that. been great on the road. It's like been two different offensive lines. I can't wrap my head around it. I'm sure the staff is wrapped and can't wrap their head around it. You know, it's just been, again, opponents have been much harder on the road as well this season. So, but they have to come out fast. FAU has to be able to run the ball. Like, they, yeah, I mean, you have to be. Enough of like you have to be, you know, this is a Charlotte defense that allows some, some yards on the ground. I think they allow like 220 yards on the ground per game. There's going to be opportunities for you to get running game, but you've got to be able to establish it. You know, this offense is going to be one that's based on how good you can run the football, you know, your play action, your, your two tight end sets, your getting guys open deep. That's all going to happen. If you're running the ball. Well, if you're not running the ball, well, you're not going to win this football game. You know, you're yeah, not going to win any football games. Down they're the averaging 221 yards a lot on the ground. They haven't even played a triple option team. They haven't even played like an SEC opponent either. So a lot of this is coming versus like <laughs> kind of regular opponents here. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, that, and that, that's good for 124th in the country. Like if you're going to run the ball any game this, you know, this year, uh, they are starting um, their two new defensive tackles. Out of the bye week, one might be familiar. <laughs> so, uh, former Miami Hurricanes defensive tackle Jalar Holly uh, is now listed as a starting defensive lineman on this team. He played uh, like one. He played one season at Miami. Played I think seven games. Uh, was the solid football player, but he hasn't played much this year. He's played in like five games. I don't know what his exact snap count. Uh, but you know, he's now a starter listed as a starter and. You know, I think he's still a talented football player, but it's going to be interesting to see what he can do. Yeah, and, you know, so, but nonetheless... 57 staffs total, by the way. 57 staffs in four games. Yeah, so nonetheless, you know, FAU needs to go out there and run the ball. And, you know, one thing we've realized, and I don't care who is playing, you know, the, the true hole in FAU's team, and even in with, with Nicosi Perry's, we cannot drop back and throw the ball 40 times. Like, they just... If FAU's ever in a situation where they're down 14 and it's like, okay, well, let's forget play action. We're just going to drop back like we're an air raid team and we're going to throw the ball. Um, they, they can't do that. They just It's not in their game. And that's okay. They have a hole. They can still go out and win a lot of games with that hole. But it's just if, you do, if you're ever in that situation, we've seen it in two games this year where like it, the wheels just come off when they're in that situation. Here's some stats for you, um, and we'll have a piece on this. When, when Nikosi Perry uses play action, okay, he's, um, he's completing 65% of his passes for 546 yards at 9.4 yards an attempt, seven touchdowns and one interception using play action. Playing well. He's playing well. Non-play action. The completion percentage is 57.1, about seven points lower. 
there's more yards, but he has more attempts and non-play action. And uh, a full 2.1 yards less per an attempt, four TDs, and three interceptions. Now, here's something you also have to remember about the quote-unquote non-play action. It is, it's bad enough that the, that the completion percentage is lower. Those also factor all the little short screens we throw kind of like, you know what I mean? When they just kind of flick it out there. Yeah, so, the bubble screens, the yeah, tunnel screens, so, the quick, the quick smoke screens, those things factor into the non Those are one, those supposed to, those are supposed to like inflate your completion percentage. Um, so the fact that you know, if we if that stat, if I bet you I took the screens out of that stat, he's probably completing under 50% of his passes, you know, when he just has to drop back. And obviously, FAU's pass protection has been inconsistent this year. So, you know, so FAU has to run the ball, you know, and they have to get up early and we need to be the team that pins their ears back and let, you know, the defense go play. And Nikosi has to play in a certain rhythm of a game. And I think this goes yeah. for most quarterbacks. Or it's going to be one of those games you don't want to get in a shootout with Chris Reynolds because he'll make plays. Yeah, and like so the other thing is like, you know, we talk about the offensive line. We talk about the running game and everything. But the quarterback still needs to be able to make plays. And, you know, Kosey's uh, done that a lot this year. He's made a lot of big-time plays for FAU when it's needed. But, you know, now is the time where you've got to see it. You know, second half of the season, I really want to see him come out here in this first game since since the bye week and just ball out. Like, I want to see him just play his best game. You know, the, the throw, the play out, or the pick on the first play of the game, that was a mistake. The, the second interception, uh, you know, great play by Cash, the the UAB uh, the UAB defender, but that still, you know, it stared him down. Like, those kind of things are going to happen. It's in Kosey Perry. He did that a lot at Miami as well. But I just want to see him have a really good game, play within the system, play with a rhythm, just keep connecting things because we've seen this offense when he's playing well. Uh, you know, this offense, when he's playing well, this offense is almost unstoppable at times. I mean, that's just the reality. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say this. I, I think the bye week, like Tiger said, it came at a super important time. Um, let's get to our predictions here. You know, uh, so it came at a super important times, and I'm kind of leading that into my prediction, you know, that Nikosi's playing. I think they just wanted to rest that foot. Guys that were banged up, they just didn't they just didn't practice on the latter half. And you know, like we, you know, like it was reported by us in multiple outlets. You know, Nikosi was out there dressed. He just wasn't participating in drills. So it's, you know, he's doing, they were doing walkthroughs, probably a lot of mental. Um, yeah. Stuff. I mean, he was there, he was there, you know, active, like he was there at practice coaching, you know, the other quarterbacks and kind of helping out where necessary, but he was not practicing. Yeah. Not in the Ben Roethlisberger boot. Um, something <laughs> crazy like that. But uh, I think the, you know, Charlotte doesn't, FAU is not a good matchup for Charlotte. FAU is going to struggle versus teams that do a pretty good job of running the of stopping the run and running the ball. Now we'll talk about that when we get to the UTEP game at home in a week, but Charlotte doesn't do those things. And I like Chris Reynolds and stuff. I think FAU can force a couple turnovers and the FAU's kind of peak offense is better then Charlotte's, you know, even with that, I mean, let's just be real. Charlotte struggled with FIU. Yeah. And I mean, they, they won the game, but they had to pick six, you know, let Charlotte kind of, I mean, but they won that game. You know, we could lose the same way that FIU lost to it. Like they, FIU struggled in the red zone and, 
through a pick six, right? Like that's basically just what happened to us against UAV. Two very different quality of opponents, but nonetheless, same formula. Carbon copy. <laughs> I think FAU can run, like can gets going. I think they come out strong. Uh, big game. Charlotte's, you know, they're, I don't, they're, just, they're, they're a good team, but they're not there yet. Uh, 38-24. Yeah, I had something a little similar. I thought the game was going to be a little bit more high scoring, though. I think Chris Arnold has been insane this year. Uh, you know, PFF ranks him. Uh, I put it this in the um, in the numbers note uh, article uh, that he's like fifth in Group of Five uh, for PFF ranking. He's first in the conference. He's twenty third or something in the nation. Like he's a very good quarterback this year, and they're going to be a team that they're going to get theirs. You know, as we've mentioned multiple times throughout this episode, they're going to be a team that you're not going to hold them to fourteen points or twenty points, and you know, oh, they like you know they're not going to get yards. They're not going to have big plays. That's who they are. They're a good offense. Will Healy's a great coach. You know, there's a reason why they're joining the American with us. Uh, but I think FAU still wins this game. Like, I think FAU wins this game. And, you know, and I know it's a road game, and I know there are problems on the road, and, you know, all these kind of things, all the talking points that the media's had about this FAU team on the road or this FAU offense, you know, not just from the local media, from the national media as well. You know, this, this offense is bad. It's not bad. Uh, you know, th- have they struggled in games? Yeah, but they're, they're not bad. Uh, I think FAU wins in a high-scoring matchup, 38-35. Okay. All right. That would be a cover. For... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think they cover. I think they cover. I think the, the – I don't know what it's at now, but last time I checked it was seven, seven points in FAU's favor. I think that was a little insane. Uh, you know, I think it's probably going to be a one-score game, but I think FAU still wins the game, and that's all that matters. Yeah. It, it, I, 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 I'm not too concerned about – Covering um, a spread if you win the game. <laughs> I am concerned about the spread. <laughs> so, ah, Shane's so, put money on it. <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> FAU just getting a road win at this point. Um, like I pointed out, FAU has not won a road game where they've had to travel by plane since they beat Texas San Antonio in 2019. Yeah, okay. under Tiger, they're one and six on the road. Their one yeah. win was and it, FAU, at FAU. Or FIU, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, which is, which also isn't much for a road game. It's FIU. It's not like they have fans. Yeah. Uh, it was also on a weekday, though. So maybe that's the key. So that was, <laughs> like, it was that's all we needed to play all our road games on the weekday. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think they get it done. Uh, in, I do too. Yeah. And no matter how it looks, it's a big win. And then FAU sets up nicely with two monster home, home games where FAU has obviously played much better football. You have, I can't believe I'm saying these words. But the Wackiness College football, you have the one and I mean the six and one uh, UTEP Miners, and then um, uh, that team we are leaving behind in the conference, um, Marshall, uh, you know, coming to uh, Boca Raton and back to back weeks, and those are two games we'll definitely need the fan base to show up and show out for. Uh, but thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, I want to say this. I will be at Shrimp Irishman Boca tomorrow night uh, to watch the game. Join us if you can, uh, you know, definitely come out. It's always fun to watch the FAU game on the road that the last couple road weekends, I've just been killed um, with, with you know, weddings. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to say killed. Kill's a bad word. Okay. But yeah, I've had a lot going on. So I haven't been able to go, you know, watch my typical road games at Irishman. 
uh, but just a lot going on. But this week, kind of getting back into the normal flow of things. So uh, go out there, support the people, support us. And um, guys, I, I know, you know, listeners, you're probably checking the site every day, but, you know, pass it along, um, help our, you know, VIP membership grow. Uh, I did put in a crystal ball for FAU on a huge local prospect today. So, I'm been, not gonna... hey guys, you should probably subscribe to VIP. Yeah, just to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So good, you know, go Owls, and um, hopefully, you know, we're talking about a win on Friday. And always, and as always, thank you for listening. <laughs>